0: The College Football Experience, Georgia State Panthers, 2023 Season Preview Episode on the Sports Gambling Podcast Networks brought to you by Circa Sports. Yeah, Circa Sports is back with their Circa Survivor and Circa Millions contest. Oh, 14 million dollars is up for grabs. Get all the details at CircaSports.com. and remember as always, folks, to let it ride. This is Jerry Glanville. Georgia state Panthers, 2023 season preview. You better believe we're excited to talk Panther football at center park stadium. The place where Terry Pendleton used to hit dingers. Uh, (laughs) Look, you probably, you might be wondering just who the hell you're listening to. And uh, if so, uh, let me tell you, my name is Colby swinging database Dan, AKA pick Dundee, that's not a pick, this is a pick. He was raised in the land down under, where a man thinks on his feet, speaks with his fists, and lives by his wits. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. I'm probably drinking too much and celebrating too much and not sleeping. Would have killed a normal man, but now nah, nah, that's gone. The medical advice I got from that was... It's like being hit by lightning. Pretend it never happened and get on with your life. I mean, I would assume the great Sean Elliott, head coach of Georgia State's 2022. Pretend it never happened. Let's move (laughs) along with life. All right. (laughs) Pretend it never happened, folks. Yeah, they they went four and eight. Opened up zero and four. All right. I'm joined by my co-host. Give it up for former. Former JMU Duke defensive back, the burrito eating, sideline kiss stealing, wheeling a dealing, Patty C in the place to be. Hi, well, oh buddy, you want to talk Georgia State Panthers? You want to talk about potential sleeping giants? What they just start their football program? Yeah. God bless. There's some part of the country that's doing things right. I <laughs> feel right. like half the programs on the west Cutting are disappearing. Football.
1: The Southeast is bringing
0: it. They're back. bringing it back, baby. Let's go and uh, look. They used to play at that filthy, filthy Georgia dome. Now they're now they, they got their own stadium, even though it's the old baseball stadium, old Fulton County stadium, God bless America. Got to love it, man. Well, Coach right Glanville, uh, You heard him on the introduction. He coached at Fulton County stadium with the Atlanta Falcons back in the day. Uh, we are joined by third man in the booth. And let me tell you folks. Uh, this guy knows college football as good as any, and uh, folks, really, um, look—he he hosts the FCS College Football Experience with me, which is a brand new podcast. You should be subscribed to now. Get on over there, subscribe to the FCS College Football Experience. Uh, but I give you uh, Mike Rose, A.K.A. Golf
2: Coast Guru. How you doing, Mike? What's going on, guys? Man, I'm loving this holiday weekend. This is one of my favorites. You so go ahead. Grill out, had some surf and turf today. Got to watch one of my favorite summer blockbusters of all time. You go in the cage.
0: Cage (laughs) goes in the water. You go in the water. Sharks in the water, jaws,
2: baby. I love. Oh, the Florida. man, I love oh. Georgia State football. Let's do it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had the jaws theme. I would queue it up right now.
2: Uh, hey, that, easy, that does easy. sound Season like <laughs>
0: That's yeah, true. I, like would get, work. <laughs> I get sued by That's them. Right. I was dude. We're down to like we're down to like two songs. I had like twenty on here a couple of years ago. We're down to two. You said
1: it's like what an AI acronym that's like listening to our podcast and being like, "Yeah, I know where that's from." I had,
0: I, with our basketball show, the Russians came for me. Subscribe <laughs> to the College Basketball Experience. Who's Putin, a listener? Yeah, the <laughs> Russians came for me there. I got kicked off YouTube for a little bit. So, but folks, subscribe on YouTube. <laughs> youtubecom slash experience.
1: You know who might be a listener? I was just watching a, a documentary on Kim Jong Un. Apparently, that guy can ball. <laughs> Uh, like they f- football interview- or
0: basketball? Basketball. They're interviewing. <laughs> he could be an offense uh-huh. hey, He played left tackle for the uh, <laughs> right. for the North Korean uh, <laughs> battle tanks, right, <laughs> uh, folks? I don't know what the fuck we're talking about, but uh, we are going to be talking about Georgia State Panther football. And this is a brand new program. I mean, they they have not been there that long. That's why I think the potential is there to really be good. Uh, we're going to have Michael Barker join us later. Uh, he, you know, co- AKA college football campus store. He's been out there to center park stadium. To, he's going to talk about his experiences at Panther football games. But uh, before we do any of this, before we break down the roster, the coach, everything uh, I got to get us paid here, I want to tell you that the Georgia state Panthers, 2023 season preview episodes brought to you by circus sports Circa millions plus circus survivor is back. All right. $14 million in guaranteed prizes are up for grabs. I repeat $14 million. Oh, it's absolutely fantastic. Shout out to Derek Stevens. The owner He's always so great to us. Uh, Circa millions has a uh, five NFL. Essentially what it is is five NFL picks against the spread each and every week and the circus survivor, obviously just pick, uh, pick a different Moneyline winner each and every week. You can enter in Las Vegas and you can play from anywhere sports gambling podcast crew. SGPN will be out there uh, last weekend in August. Uh, so feel free to drop by Circussports.com uh, for all the details. Once again, that's circus sports.com. What would you do with 50 or sorry, $14 million? What would you do? I'd make fucking jaws seven. Let's go! <laughs> all right, let's let's do this. No, honestly, I I, I think well, that's just so much money you got It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun doing it. We've done it each and every year. So check out circusports.com for all the details, folks. And remember, as always, to let it ride. All right, we are back on the Georgia State Panthers two thousand twenty three season preview. What's up, buddy? Did we give a uh, Gulf Coast Guru an a- intro here yet? Yeah, oh, we did. Okay, uh, I mean I, it doesn't have the Ric Flair. <laughs> You know, like we're working on it. Okay. When we first started, I didn't have that long shit for you. That's true. You know what I mean? That's true. We're going to build it up. I'll I'll give him this. There There you go. go. Give him a tune. There it is. First down. Let's go. Okay. Uh, Guys. (laughs) So Sean Elliott, it's a critical year for him. You know, this guy that played DN at App State in the early 90s and then coached there all the way to 2009. He was an interim coach with Spurrier at South Carolina in, in 2015 where, where they got upset by the Citadel. But uh, you know, comes in year one to Georgia State back in 2017, they go seven and five, win the cure bowl. 2018, two and ten, but they bounce back in nineteen for seven and six, then two thousand twenty, six and four, then twenty-one, eight and five, and then last year four and eight. And there's talk he might be on the hot seat. And I'm like, Come on, you got to give him a couple years here, right? Yeah, yeah. Or is it getting stagnant? What, what, Patty? See, what do you make of the Elliott experience there in Atlanta?
1: I think he's doing fine, like you said. I mean, I don't think uh, understand what the expectations are here. It's not like the Sun Belt is a you know cakewalk of a conference. Before you fire him, why don't you change conferences if you're that desperate to you know be a, a eight, nine, ten win team? You know, or build your program a little.
0: Well, bit. and if you look back at a season ago, and I'll get uh, Michael when I ask you the same question. But if you look back a season ago, they open up at South Carolina. If they were able to punt a ball successfully, this was a game. South Carolina two block punts for I think for touchdown in the second half, if memory serves me correct. Seven point game against North Carolina, one point loss to a terrible Charlotte team. Now that is a bad loss because Charlotte lost by seventeen to an FCS school. But if you know they open up zero and four, and you say, man, this team's kind of quit on them. Uh, but then they beat Army. They beat Georgia Southern, who, by the way, was, at the time was looking like they might play in the Sunbelt Championship. Uh, then they go to Kid Brewer, where despite Sean Elliott being a Mountaineer, he can never win. Uh, and then they beat Old Dominion and beat Southern Miss. Southern Miss was a bowl team. And then they somehow lose to ULM by three. They lose to JMU by two. And they lose to Marshall by five. Th- I mean, they were at five one score games. Five one score games, so they end up four and eight. But this team was not far away from being nine and three, eight and four, something like that. Uh, Mike, wh- what what do you take? What, what's your you know overall situation like? What do you feel about uh, Sean Elliott and and the program right now? Uh,
2: similar to Patty C, I think Sean Elliott's actually doing fine. I think the Sun Belt's just getting that much better, and a lot of people aren't picking up on it yet. Like you said, I had the same note: five losses by a score or less. Uh, Sunbelts adding contenders. You got Marshall coming in. There's some team nobody's ever heard of, James Madison or something. I they kind of <laughs> suck, but whatever. They came in. You know, this this conference keeps getting better. And, and uh this team kind of broke my heart last year. I picked them as a sleeper to win the whole conference and uh it didn't come to fruition. But I'm not quitting on Sean Elliott. And I think this team's not quitting on him either. I think there's still some hope for the, here for the Georgia State Panthers.
0: Yeah. And, and I do think it's a critical year though. And I think a lot of times co- the college football that we all grew up in, I feel like you get a longer leash and, and today's college football, if if you're not like exciting, if you're not exciting the fan base, I feel like they, they have less and less of, uh, of, of a leash. So I do think it's a critical year. Now, I, I don't think he deserves to be fired, but I do think, you know, I have heard rumblings that, you know, this is a make or break year for him. I can understand that they invested in, you know, this is a program that just started up and then obviously they, they invested in the brand new stadium, uh, even though it's an old stadium in a way. Um, and, and you know, you, you, you want you're in Atlanta and, and uh, I, you know, just talking to people throughout college football, you know, that, that do the same thing as me to talk shows and stuff and, and just, just love college football. They say, what well, man, Georgia tech's got the, they're in Atlanta. Well, it's hard to get into Georgia tech, Georgia state could be a sleeping giant down the road just because you're in Atlanta. They love college football in the South and the city sells itself. So there, I do see that side of it of saying like, man, you just watch JMU who's in the middle of nowhere come into the league and, and win, basically they, they won the Sunbelt East, even though they weren't allowed to play in the championship game. And then you have South Alabama and, and Troy, you know, duking it out there. Atlanta you should have an edge in a way being that you're in the city of Atlanta it's
1: the eighth biggest metropolitan area in the United States
0: so I kind of see both sides of the coin I, I I once again I don't think he should be fired even if they even if they go they go win four games again this year I think he should be given another year after that but I also see the potential in this program like if you get the right guy, you should be better than every other team in the Sun Belt, just off of <laughs> recruiting. Just, to, I mean, I'm trying to think right now. Sun Belt off the top. So, Boone North Carolina, Love App State's program, but it's up in the mountains. Yep. You know, Coastal Carolina, Conway, South Carolina. You don't have the same amount of talent as Virginia six, has. Some you 6.2 know, six point two yeah.
1: million people in the Atlanta metro area, and they're all crazy about football.
0: Can you imagine? Like this is one where I would have said, like, can you imagine if Dion would have went there? Yeah like they could have actually like, I mean, I've been I, getting yeah. four and
1: five stars.
0: If he's getting them up
1: to Colorado, yeah. to the Rocky mountains, he can get them yeah. to Atlanta.
0: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you, you can just only imagine. So I guess there's that, but anyway, b- big year for, for the, uh, the Panthers let's talk about the transfer portal. Cause before we dive into the offense, the defense and, and our expectations, the special teams, everything uh, I, I want people to know it's 2023. We got to talk about the transfer portal because it's bad Crazy. Each and every day and each and every year, I feel like it, it gets bigger and bigger. And it's harder for us to do this show, to tell you the truth. Like, to, to forecast the teams, I, I, no wonder why TC, like, people are like, you surprised TC was in the national championship last year? I'm like, I mean, yes, but, but no. Because when you go through and preview teams that have like 35 different players, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it, it makes it harder and harder for us to, before you'd be able to look and say, oh, they returned 10 starters. And normally that kind of, yeah. It, it went the way of that yeah. for the most part uh,
1: you but, can see one or two big transfers and be like, okay, that's going to have X impact. Yeah. But when half the team is a transfer.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it uh, departing, let's, let's talk about what left. Cause that's another thing, man, that you look back and they went four and eight last year. They had their whole, like a lot of their roster got raided. They, and it seems to be a, a common theme of, is, You know the other schools come in and say, "Hey, you got someone here, offensive lineman Luis Cristobal, no relation, right? (laughs) He's now a Miami Hurricane. Um, Defensive lineman Jeffrey Clark is now with the Louisville Cardinals. Also, wide receiver Jamari Thrash. This is what I mean, folks. He's in Louisville as well. I know those guys, right? That's what I mean. It's almost like I think South Carolina the year before came calling for their DS. Thrash is like
1: the the school's all time leading receiver, right?
0: Yeah." Yeah, no relation to James Thrash <laughs> as far as I know. Uh kicker Michael Hayes goes to West Virginia. Uh safety Antavius Lane goes to North Carolina. Safety Jaquez Penniman goes to uh he's going to Mississippi Valley State. Jerry Rice is on the Uh wide receiver Terrence Dixon is also in the portal same with defensive lineman Omarion Hampton. Uh defensive end Trey Moore goes to the Campbell Camels with Mike Mentor. Uh, Offensive tackle Bryson Broadway goes to G- Georgia Southern. Fucking disgusting. <laughs> I mean, uh, look, I understand it's not as big of a rivalry, but come on, that's just ridiculous. Um, Jalen Tolbert at wide receiver goes goes to uh, what is it? I think uh, uh, Stephen F. Austin, and then uh, once again, Stephen Krajewski goes to Wagner. Um, and then you have Akeem Smith, defensive lineman to Sam Houston State, linebacker Jamil Muhammad to, to USC. Once again, they get lo- defensive lineman Thomas Gore to uh, to the Miami Hurricanes. Well, this is what I mean: is like their team rated gets raided? Yeah. Defensive end Jamari all- Dallas, by the way, fourth all time
1: leading receiver.
0: Still there, we go. Tough loss. Tough loss. Defensive end, Jamarian Ellis to Alabama AM. Quarterback Ke- Keelan Brown. Uh, he also hit the portal and uh, offensive tackle, Jonathan Bass, to Charlotte. It's a lot of players, guys. And uh I can tell you this. Oh, I think I rattled off some from last year, actually. I think I rattled off some from last year. Keelan Brown was uh was the year before, sorry. Um but my point is is they still get guys taken. And you saw it here. Offensive t- and another one. Did I say offensive tackle Colin Hen- Henrich to uh oh no, he came in from South Carolina, but uh, okay. Let's get to what came in. I can't fucking talk. I can't read. I can't talk. I can't do anything, but uh, incoming. They brought in Mc- or Braden or Brayden McAllister. All right. Uh, don't leave him home alone. All right. Uh, he's coming in from Charlotte because their kicker Remember, their kicker went out to North Carolina. Uh, offensive tackle Kylin Henrich comes in from South Carolina. This is the one I misread because I am a fucking moron. <laughs> and uh, then we have defensive lineman Cor- Corey Warren coming in from the Chanticleers Coast of Coastal Carolina. Ouch. <laughs> Man, going in division. Uh, wide receiver Peter Kiwata coming in from ODU. One other one in division. Offensive lineman Trevor Timmons comes in from the Charlotte 49ers. Uh, the main Black Bears running back Freddie Brock. Got tired of chasing scattered ass all around Maine. It's cold <laughs> as hell going down to Georgia state. Maybe that works out. Uh, linebacker, Josiah Robinson from coastal Carolina as well. Damn, man. They just keep a lot of guys coming in from, from the conference in- incoming and outgoing uh, defensive end, Ozzie Hoffler from Kansas state comes into Georgia state. How do you see you ever gotten a Hoffler before? <laughs> um, I need one. Uh, what else do we have? I think, I think that is it. Yeah. So I read off some shit from last year too. I read off like 10 guys from last year who left, by the way, (laughs) that's incorrect. I'm sorry. Um, but, uh, I'd still say they lost the portal. You, when you lose thrash to me, like you lose thrash
1: thrash was 13th in the nation in uh, receiving yards last year. They, He's and, and the only guy that was in the top twenty on any any statistical category for them for the entire year. So
0: look, they lose Christophaugh the to Miami, they lose uh Jeffrey Clark on the defensive line to Louisville, thrash to Louisville, their kicker to uh to West Virginia, right? And then you have uh Intavious Lane to uh to North Carolina at the safety spot. Um and a couple of a couple other guys to like Georgia Southern. But I still say they lost this thing. Just because I know they they brought in a couple guys that that you know might pop for them. The kid from Maine, kid from ODU. But what 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 do you make of uh, the portal there, Mike?
2: Yeah, so I think it's kind of it might be a slight loss, uh, close to a wash for me. Here's the thing, uh, Sean Elliott. What I really like to see, we already talked about it. Uh, step up your recruiting. 114th in the nation, uh, 10th in the Sun Belt. Don't love that. Mm. But the portal, 68th in the nation, first in the Sun Belt. Now, that doesn't count outgoing. However, here's the thing. is you lose Michael Freebird-Hayes, the kicker, you bring in Braden McAllister from Charlotte. I like that. You lose uh, Lewis Cristobal, but you bring in Colin Heinrich from South Carolina. I like that. They also brought in uh, Tyden Ferris, offensive tackle, two-year starter from Central Michigan. Uh, they bring in wide receiver Jakari Carter from Merrimack. 1,200 yards, freshman, first team or a freshman, all American last year. So I think they addressed the issues as much as they can. Same thing. Jeffrey Clark, D end on defense, uh, one of their best players on defense last year, they went ahead and they brought in a Clemson transfer Kevin Swint. So I think Sean Elliott basically did the best he could uh, while getting rated as far as just reloading.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just think the thrash, but yeah, I think he did the best he could considering, considering like you're getting. It's kind of like Mike Houston at ECU. Yeah, so you're, you're getting, you're gonna get your guys stolen by the yeah, big schools. You're the farm. Yeah, 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 and you got to go out there and, and and get some guys. You know, some of those FCS players also end up being studs. Watch out. Uh, what's up? Was it? Uh, let me let me get this pulled up. It
1: was uh, ba, 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 ba. Griggs. I want to say who is the running back last year? Um. Uh, Tucker Greg and he's, yeah. Greg, he's gone. He's their all-time leading rusher, so that hurts a little bit. I mean, this team runs the ball, so hopefully they're able to replace that production. But Granger uh, was also hugely important in that production,
0: and he's coming back. Yeah, I don't worry. I feel like the the ground attack will be good with him, but. We'll talk about it because uh, look, Georgia State's offense last season fifty third in total. Uh, no, in scoring offense. I'm sorry. Uh, rush offense fourteenth. Pass offense one hundred and first. Total offense chart net forty second. Now Danny Granger is a senior now. He is back. He's very experienced. That perhaps is one one reason why you might like taking the over here. Uh, the running back spot though. Uh, there's KZ Adams. There's also Marcus Carroll. I'm seeing Carroll penciled in as a starter, but. I think you know you'll probably see a decent shot of both of them. Uh, Wide receiver wise, they do return two of three. Robert Lewis and 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 are back at the wide receiver spots. Tight end Amon Green is back. No relation, uh, as far as I know. Uh, So the other receiver is is Jakari Carter that's coming in from Merrimack now you got to like bring in two or three back, but you lose your best guy. You replace it with a guy, you know, you got a guy from Merrimack coming in. No, Mary actually not as bad as people think just off the name. You're like Mary mag must be nothing. No, they're actually all right. But um, on the line of scrimmage, this is where I think you can be a little bit excited is three of five back. And the guys in the portal projected to get some, so the guys they brought in via the portal projected to get some, some, some starting ability there. So. Patty C, do you think the offense will be better in the coming year? Just the fact you have Granger as the starting quarterback back?
1: I mean, you said, I mean, the the how many returning offensive linemen?
0: Three of five, but some of those guys that they brought in via the portal or like Avery Reese at the center spot, uh started eight games in twenty one. So, uh last season did not, but you have starting experience essentially. Yeah.
1: Um I would be a little concerned if there's a huge, like lack of experience on the offensive line, if you're a run heavy team, but uh, having, having your trigger man back who, and it looks like even though uh, I feel like
0: they run successfully every year.
1: Yeah. Tucker, Greg had seven Oh five, but he was Granger was the leading rusher. And like you mentioned, uh, Mike uh, Carroll six twenty two. So it's not like there's a huge drop off from Greg to Carroll. Probably the 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 line is
0: the biggest concern there, right? Uh, you still got three of five back, though. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I, I would say. I think the whiteouts could be. You bring two or three back, but you lose your top guy. I don't know. I, I it's kind of all a wash. What, Mike, what do you make of the offense?
2: I, yeah, uh, I think a wash. I think this team's going to run the ball just as good as they did. Uh, you guys pretty much hit all the O linemen. Um, there is a lot of experience. It's not necessarily what, you know, some of the publications might say, quote unquote, returning starters, but uh, Montavious Cunningham, he's a sophomore. He started some games. You mentioned the center, Avery Reese. Uh, They brought in Titan Ferris from central Michigan, like I said. So there's experience there. Uh, Patty C covered, uh, Carol, good running back, but also redshirt freshman KZ Adams is a guy they're very excited about. He's a guy that has the potential to really pop off screen. So Between Granger and those guys, I think they're going to run the ball just fine, just like they did last year, 14th in the nation in uh, rushing offense. So they're going to be good there. And as far as the passing game, it does. There's no way to cover up losing thrash. That hurts. But um, I mean, Granger only threw for 2,400 yards in total last year. They're not a big passing team. So it helps to have the threat like a thrash, but I still think they're going to run the ball just fine.
0: Yeah, I mean, all in all, depending how you look at it, seven seven guys back. But but I I will throw this in there, that uh Thrash had three times as many yards as the number two wideout. So <laughs> tough I, to I, lose. That is a big. That, that is, a is big your number loss. one target yeah.
1: without a doubt. Forty eight rushing attempts uh per game last year. Fourteenth in total yardage, like you said, but fourth in the nation in rushing attempts whereas 120th in the passing attempts, what do they do offensively? They sound like Georgia Southern from a couple years ago. I hate to say it, Georgia state fans, but maybe, uh, you know, Georgia Southern's now the passing team fourth in the nation, only behind all three They're of the always service like academies, super
0: physical man. They're always super physical. Um, uh- I, what are they? What do So they much do? of it is the quarterback. A physical, yeah. Is they, it read option? A, are they doing, are they doing
1: a lot of different options? Yeah, I feel gr- like it's power rushing, man. I feel like they just yeah, line but, up, but yeah. how is Granger getting, I mean, how many carries did he have at the quarterback spot? Uh, he's explosive. He's, he's somewhat, so explosive. he was their leading yeah. rusher. Yeah. He is sitting there with, yeah. uh, what was it? Uh, 164 rushes. They gotta be either running some option or doing some serious bootlegging. Yeah.
0: And Trent <laughs> McKnight is the OC. Uh-huh. There uh, was the wide receivers coach. The previous, uh, uh, you know, five seasons. This is his second season, essentially. So, uh, you know, gonna gonna be more of the same. The the defense coordinator gets a new DC in Chad Stags. Chad Stags. This defense a season ago that he's inheriting, uh, not the greatest defense. uh, 105th in scoring defense, 94th in rush defense, 73rd in pass defense. Total defense starting at 83rd. Once again, they took some big hits in the portal. Uh, I know specifically uh, the DN for South Carolina transferred out last second. I feel like they lost a key linebacker uh, as well. So, you know, I kind of expect regression last year on the defensive side of the ball, but we'll see this year if they can, if they can, you know, they, they just return one starting defensive lineman and Javon Dennis. Um, Now they do bring in the Louisville transfer nose guard, Henry Bryant. Um, who's just a sophomore. Maybe, maybe he's penciled in to be a starter linebacker wise. They return everybody. So you got to like this. Uh, They also have Shamar McCollum coming in from wake forest, Um, uh, John Trey Hunter back, Justin Abraham. You got to like the linebacking core. Uh, They, they, they do have DIC Hopkins a redshirt freshman that, (laughs) that may start for them. They have, they have four capable guys that have started before though. but D. I. C. D. I. C. Hopkins. That's better <laughs> Great than Kool Aid McInstry. Great name. Or yeah. who, Who's Is he colder so than Dakota? Dakotas Crawford. Now he transferred from no. Nebraska to to La Tech. So, he, oh, I he guess. got that nil
1: money in Lincoln and bounced. D. I. C. Is cold, <laughs> but it's still not Dakota. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: As
2: sec- somebody who recently lost their air conditioning, you can't replace Dakota's. Those <laughs> air conditioners
0: worked out. In the secondary, like I said, they get Rance Connor from from Louisville, but they're only returning one starter, and that's the right corner. Uh, how do I pronounce this? Briceus Brown. I think you got it. Sure. Yeah, Briceus. Briceus. Yeah. Um. So they're also breaking in a new kicker and a new punter. I mean, I have concern, guys. What do you make of the defense, Patty C? Um. Well, it's between uh, Dennis and McCollum, they got
1: two of their, you know, better sack leaders four sacks and four and a half sacks respectively. So some returning skill there, but I don't know Uh, they weren't a
0: very good defense last year, 83rd overall. So they got work to do. And I think that's what, what he coaches in a way, you know what I mean? This is a guy that played defense for app state. You look at his history there Um, I guess he's coached a little bit of everything. He was offensive line for a while too. So, um, I don't know, Uh, Mike. What do you make of of the defense?
2: I think the uh, front seven is going to be pretty tough. I think they run three down linemen. So while I do think their their defensive linemen are a little little thin, they only run three out there. They're really uh, plethora of riches there at the linebacker position. Four guys coming that have starting experience. Um, all in total. And then you bring in defensive end, Kevin Swint from Clemson, former three-star recruit to offset, uh, Javon Davis. So our Dennis, sorry. Uh, so I think, I think this team, they're going to be a little bit susceptible to the pass. They're going to really count on a decent pass rush to kind of make up for that bad secondary. So I think this team's going to do good against the run. I think against the pass, it could be a big time struggle.
0: Yeah, we're going to go game by game and talk about how we got Georgia State. Hopefully, watch it on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience. Uh, and, and remember, folks, like I said, we host the college basketball experience, the college baseball experience, the FCS college football experience, and the college football experience. We come together as one well on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience. Uh, I want to tell you, folks, out there that the Georgia State Panthers 2023 season preview episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Yes best ball mania is here and underdog fantasy is giving away $15 million in prizes and underdog fantasy uh, uh you know, got underdog Pick'em. All right. And that's a great way to get down on your favorite MLB and N- NFL, you know, season player props. They also have college football when that comes around. So keep your eye out for that. There's so many ways to win over an underdog and underdogs available in so, so many different States. Uh head over to underdogfantasy.com use that promo code sgpn for 100% deposit bonus up to $100 once again that's underdogfantasy.com promo code sgpn All right. Well uh here we are. Like I said, I know we don't have the graphic going, we will have that. Um and guys, if you go over to DK, the win total sitting at Five and a half. Are you surprised by that, Patty C? Mm, I mean, yes. Plus 130 of. to the over, meaning Vegas leaning to a five and seven season. Uh, the under's at minus 155. Mike, what's your first reaction to that?
2: Uh, based off of last season, it would make me kind of want to lean under, but knowing what this program has been doing, I think that number is like right on the money.
0: Patty C, what do you think? You think you lean under right away or what?
1: I think I lean under right away, but you know, like you mentioned, uh, Mike, uh Sean Elliott's been there. What six years? He's hit over than that, uh, over than five and a half months. Four, four out of six years, and last year a lot of close losses. So maybe they get it figured out and they and they go bowling again.
0: Now I'll say this before we dive in. Well, they draw, so you know Georgia State's in the Sun Belt East. There's still divisions in the Sun Belt they draw Troy and Louisiana from the sunbelt West. Those are two bowl teams. And I believe the last two winners in the conference, Um, let's get into it because I think the schedule's got some challenges week one, Thursday night, August 31st. Don't look now. Kasim Hill, former Maryland Terrapin starting quarterback. He has been the starting quarterback of the Rhode Island Rams. The past couple of years, they were uh, a lot of people thought they were going to be in the FCS playoffs. The selection committee put Delaware in over Rhode Island, which was very controversial. A lot of people thought uh, Rhode Island was the better team. Uh, Kasim Hills back for like his 35th year. This guy started college when Neil O'Donnell was still there. Um, uh, So uh, Rhode Island, watch out, man. This is one uh, if you, if you follow FCS football, a lot of people that are uh you know going through and scouting the uh, the potential FCS upsets have this on their list I mean I'll take Georgia State but I, it wasn't that long ago that, that they lost to an FCS Patty C what are you doing here at Center Park Stadium Thursday August 31st I'm going Georgia State but I do think uh 7 and 4 Rhode Island last year with a bunch
1: of close losses uh maybe you do need to be careful that said they they did get Kind of waxed in some of their bigger competitions against Delaware and Pittsburgh. So, uh, but is Georgia State on either one of those, uh, programs level? They're probably better than Delaware. I think, I think you got to give this Georgia State, right?
0: Yeah. Mike, what are you doing here? Uh, I think this is a close game though, man. Like, this is one, if they take this lightly, they will get beat. They lost to Charlotte a year ago. Rhode Island's a lot better than Charlotte. <laughs> that's,
2: that's actually exactly what I was going to say is, is Rhode Island is a better team than Charlotte. And, uh, I expect Georgia State to be a better team than they were last year. So I am gonna go with Georgia State, but I think this is somewhere around a 10-point game going into the late in the fourth quarter. I think it's gonna be close.
0: All right, now so we all got a 1-0. And now Jim Mora. J- Jim Mora returns to Atlanta. He used to coach the Atlanta Falcons. Now he's coming into Center Park Stadium. He's as the head coach of the Yukon Huskies. Uh so um curious. What we're doing here? I got UConn winning this. Patty C, what are you doing? I mean, I think we
1: on our UConn preview we had UConn winning this. I think it's a, a little bit challenging for them to go down the coast and play in Atlanta, but I'm still leaning Huskies here.
0: Uh, I'm curious, Mike. What are you doing in this matchup?
2: You guys are crazy. <laughs> no, this is gonna <laughs> this is gonna be a good game. It's gonna be a close game. UConn plays NC State at Pratt and Whitney the week before, so. Watch that game. Keep your eye on that. If UConn keeps that a little close, maybe this is an interesting uh, little letdown spot if UConn gets their heart broken the week before. However, (laughs) UConn, 126 uh, in passing offense last year. I know Tyquan Roberson's back, but uh, I think their game kind of plays into what Georgia State does on defense, which is going to be stop the run. I'm going to go with Georgia State.
0: Wow. Okay. Okay. So one and one I and two and oh, I can't hate the pick. It's decent.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh. Now Very they go. Possible. Now they go to Jerry Richardson stadium where everything happens and, uh, and Charlotte beat him a year ago. Now Biff Pogey walks and he's already touched. You guys see him talking shit to the app. State oh, yeah, good. This it's is, good. I think I'm a big fan of Biff Poggi. Um. <laughs> uh. I'll take Georgia state. Cause it's the first month. Year one, But they lost to a terrible. I do expect like this Charlotte roster is a lot better than last year Charlotte roster because he brought a bunch of guys in from Michigan and other school. You know he was at Michigan as an assistant. So don't overlook this because you lost last year. But give me Georgia State to win at Jerry Richardson Stadium. Patty, see what are you doing here? Lost at home last year, much less. Uh, Now you
1: got to go on the road. But um, I do think that was probably a fluke. I'm gonna give it to Georgia State here,
2: Mike. Uh, I like that it's early in the season that's why I'm gonna go with Georgia State to start out three and0 uh a little bit early in Biff Pogie's 10 years so I'm gonna go with, I'm gonna go shot all
0: right now comes the week four matchup back to back away by the way um in the Carolinas you go from Charlotte North Carolina and then now you're going down to the house that Hooters built yes <laughs> uh the 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 teal turf uh to take on coastal Carolina I mean, this game has a lot of turnover. And if folks, if you don't know the history between these two, these games have been hilarious. I feel like whoever's at home normally loses. Um, I'm, I'm pulling it up just to make sure I'm accurate, but I believe covering it, you know, the way we have the past couple of years, they're three and three all time. Yeah. Whoever's ever played at home loses when they go on the road. So they're three and oh in Conway oh and three in center park. Um, I guess we got to take Georgia State, <laughs> right? I mean, <laughs> just by that logic, they're also th- this is another good spot though because they get a first year coach. So how many? What is that? I feel like they, they're getting a decent. this Is that the second first year coach that they're getting uh, this early in the schedule?
1: Is I mean, that,
0: uh, is it Beck is it taking over? Yeah, Tim Beck's taking over, former North Carolina State offensive coordinator. <sighs> I'll 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 go Georgia State. Three and two. I'm sorry. Three and one. Three and one. Patty, see what are you doing here? Uh, no, I'm
1: not going Georgia State. I am going Coastal in Conway, even though they lose every uh,
0: every single time they've ever played. Thursday
1: night uh, on the deal turf. Give me the Shanta Clears,
0: Mike. What are you doing here? Yeah, man, I got the uh, Coastal
2: Carolina Conway Edition College Game or er, College oh, Experience shirt. There off. we go. There oh, we go. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, no, I'm going to go ahead. Coastal Carolina has a nice little matchup against Duquesne the week before second leg of a back to back for Georgia State. I think it's a really good situation for Coastal. I'm going to go with uh, the shop clears.
0: Oh, so now we got to Me and you both have been three and one. And by the way, folks, get those Campus cut, Co- Campus Edition College Football Experience T-shirts at the store. Store uh, Sports slash store, uh, Patty C, you got him at what one two and two, two and two, two and two. We got him at three and one. Now the Troy Trojans come into Center Park Stadium. Oh. Trojan man, that's <laughs> what I am, Patty C, because I am taking. Troy. You t- would wrap it up. Yeah, I would wrap it up down, uh, down there at Center Park Stadium, <laughs> yeah, right? That's probably a smart idea. <laughs> what are you what are you <laughs> doing here uh at the old Center Park Stadium? You're gonna pull a Fred Ma- Fred McGriff, go crime dog on? Right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Not raw, raw dog, dog, crime, crime dog. dog you know? same difference. See what you do. <laughs> what are you doing? Little Atlanta reference. Uh
1: I think Troy is clearly the better team. I mean, they baseball. won the Sunbelt last yeah. year. So I gotta go Trojans even in Atlanta.
0: Trojan man. Mike, are you a Trojan man when they come to Center Park <laughs> Stadium on September 30th?
2: Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and take the Trojans. Uh 53rd passing offense last year. Gunner Watson coming back. I think he's gonna shred up this Panthers deep.
1: They avoided
0: them last year, right? Yeah. So three and two. Three and two at the bye. Once again, folks, the win total. Well, Patty C has him at two, two and three. Yep but me and Mike got him at three and two. The win totals five and a half and it's juiced to the over. So you'll get great odds if they can get the six. Now Charles Huff and the Marshall thundering herd come into center park stadium. I got Marshall winning this guys. Sorry. I think Marshall comes in there and wins Patty. See, what are you doing? I'll say this uh, between
1: UConn Troy and Marshall all coming to Atlanta. They're due for one of those. I had given them two losses in the UConn and Troy game, so I'll give them the Marshall game. Coming
0: off the bye, Mike. What are you doing here? That'll Uh, be a uh, running slugfest because Marshall loves to run the ball too. Yeah, they got both those backs. Uh, What are you doing here in uh, in Atlanta, buddy?
2: That's actually my point exactly. Under Charles Huff last year, Marshall 109th passing offense in the country. This team likes to run the ball. Yeah, you got Rasheed Ali coming back, but this game was close last year. 28 to 23, Marshall got him, and that was on the road for Georgia State. So second leg of a back-to-back for the Thundering Herd. This game follows. their at North Carolina State the week before In Raleigh. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to take the Panthers to get this one done off the clock.
1: There you go. In terms of uh, rushing attempts per game, Georgia State nationally, four, Marshall, seven. So outside of a Service Academy game, this is probably the most running you're going to see in a single game this season.
0: Service Academy's out of the gun now. It's disgusting. Uh, So what? You got him at four and two. I got him at three and three. Patty C, you got him at three and three. Mm -hmm. Now they hit the road to Cajun Field and Lafayette. Take on the raging Cajuns. This is a game. I think they can win this game. I'm not sure that Louisiana is heading in the right direction. I'm going to call for Georgia State to get their fourth win of the season. Let's go. It's really tough. Uh, Michael Desarmeaux? De yeah. Uh,
1: look, I'm uh, I took French in high school. Don't you,
0: judge. Did you take Louisiana in high school? I, you take Ojeron? That's a new language. Hello. Right. Uh, go, Did Leojo. Yeah. Uh,
1: look, <laughs> look. I don't know. I don't know. Louisiana regressed considerably uh, last year. On a, in Des
0: first year. You know, we make picks on this on this show.
1: I get this it. This is the point of them D- listening. Sometimes yeah. I have to yeah. think about things. I'm yeah. going to go Cajuns.
0: Gonna go Cajuns in Lafayette. Come on. Yeah, uh, Mike. What are you doing here at Cajun Field? Yeah,
2: so Georgia State's uh, really struggled against this team 0 6 all time. But however, four of those six games were one score games. Lafayette does have the buy before this game. However, like you were kind of alluding to, Sormo, it feels like they just grabbed a guy with a Cajun name and they
0: were like, fuck it, you coach. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm not sure I love the hire. I think they are regressing, going in the wrong direction. I give the win to Georgia State.
0: There's blood in the water, man. There's blood in the water. They're gonna get it done. Then the very next week. ooh. Whoo- at Georgia Southern Thursday night Sunbelt Football Paulson uh, Paulson Stadium Statesboro Georgia I'm excited to watch this but look they beat Georgia Southern last year revenge is on the mind shout Thursday out to our neither. guy Clay at uh, at Georgia Southern this Thursday night game of the year I think the Eagles get it done I think the Eagles get it done man uh, so I got I'm sorry state fans Southern Not State in this in this uh, instance, uh, so I got them moving to what? What does that put me at then? Uh, the four and what is this? Four and got what? Four games left, so uh, four and four, right? Correct. Uh, four and four, I believe. So I have what wins right now currently against Rhode Island, Charlotte, and Coastal, and then uh, no, uh, yeah, and, and Louisiana Lafayette, and then losses to Georgia Southern, Marshall, Troy, and Yukon. So four and four. Patty C, what are you doing here?
1: Well, let me go ahead and make one fan base really mad right now and one fan base really happy. Kyle Van Trees. Uh he's not walking through that door. He's not walking through that door. Second in the nation of passing attempts. Have two teams ever been more uh different? Then again, first in the nation in interception. So maybe it's addition by subtraction. <laughs> uh look. Georgia State's gonna walk into Statesboro and get. They, they're gonna. They, it is Statesboro. It's Georgia Statesboro.
0: Woo! Oh. Uh Mike, what are you doing here on Thursday, October twenty sixth? The Battle of Georgia.
2: Yeah, so there's a theme with my picks, man. I'm taking teams that pass the ball well. I'm taking them to beat Georgia State. So uh, Clay Helton, Davis Brin. I know he's a bit of a lawn chair, like you like to say, <laughs> but uh, I think this team's gonna be able to air it out a little bit. So.
1: Uh, Georgia Southern,
2: I got him getting it done at home. Yeah, yeah. I the, agree. I
1: would say that rivalry is, is for being so new, strangely chippy. It's <laughs> among the more like just angry rivals, angry fan bases at each other for no reason. Clay says
0: the real rivalry is App state.
1: Says well, the
0: real rivalry is at state because their history goes way back. But look, the very next week, the cowards known as James Madison come in. To Center Why Park Stadium. Getting so much flag I'm on this podcast. joking, buddy. <laughs> JMU at Georgia State Center Park Stadium. And I'll be honest, I think this is a huge game as far as us getting to the over. I got I got JMU winning this though. I got JMU winning this. I think it's a game though. It's a game. Patty, see what are you doing here?
1: You know, I got to look up some stats here, but I'm shocked that Georgia State was able to generate 40 points. That's the second most points uh, JMU had given up last year, especially since JMU had the number five defense in the country overall. And maybe, and I thought running defense was JMU's specialty, but maybe uh, Georgia State was just more powerful. Um, Either way, going back to Atlanta, a little bit scary, but I got to take my dukes.
0: So you got them then. So you got him. I think we both have the same record right there. I got about four and five right now. Uh, Mike, what are you? What are you doing here?
2: Yeah, I mean, close game last year, like Patty C was getting at forty-two to forty. JMU running team. Todd Santeo ain't walking through that door, buddy. But uh, I think JMU. I think they're going to get it done. Honestly, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to give it to the Dukes here. I'm going to give the loss to Georgia
1: State. Look at that. James Madison, number two rushing defense in the nation behind uh Georgia. Georgia. And 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 somehow we give up 40 to Georgia State. They must have a really badass rushing offense. They really must. Sean
0: Elliott, baby, getting it done. Uh App State comes in the Center Park Stadium next. Uh they've never beaten App State ever. Sean Elliott is from Appalachian State, and he he knows Sean Clark. I believe they were there at the same time. That's app's head coach. If you don't know guys, I'm taking app.
1: Yeah. Uh, oh, and nine all times against App. Sean Elliott's played him six times. The game's only been closer than 21 points once.
0: Yeah. I cannot just say, Hey, Georgia state's going to beat app. Yeah. I think he's losing
1: on purpose. He's still
0: got <laughs> it's his alma mater alma like, guys. Mon- uh, <laughs> uh, Mike, what are you doing here?
2: Yeah, same thing, like you guys said, 0-9 oh, all time, and the games typically aren't even close. Uh App State been airing it out a bit lately. So I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna go with Mountaineers.
0: All right. And then Saturday, November 18th, classic SEC move. Uh let's uh, you know, let's go to Tiger Stadium in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, where <laughs> Brian Kelly and his family are gonna be hosting the Georgia State Panthers. Petty C, uh upset special. Uh LSU's got AM on deck. This is your upset special of the uh, year. I am
1: curious about LSU's rush defense. I, I'm sure it's great, but uh, I, I'm gonna look into that. But that would be the only chance they have. LSU number 63 rush defense in the nation. Maybe a little susceptible to what Georgia State's <laughs> doing here. Probably not.
0: Yeah, uh, uh, Mike. Any chance you're going with the Tigers uh, to to uh, to lose?
2: Uh, no chance, Georgia State. They've played some Power Fives pretty close over the last few years, but uh, they beat Tennessee I, I at those. Tennessee. <laughs> yeah. They beat Tennessee at Tennessee. I remember that one. And SEC South Carolina, like you said, that was a close game last oh, year, man, but I uh, used a different level.
0: That South Carolina game drove me crazy because if they just blocked the punter, you know, if they were just to—I'm sorry—if they were to just block, that would be a that would have been an interesting outcome. Uh, it's back to back away. At th- now they go to SB Ballard stadium, take on old dominion, tricky back to back. Cause it's kind of a snooze fest and you got to wonder this, you got to wonder this guys. And I'm not calling for him to get, I hope he doesn't get fired. I hope he's there for the next 10 years. But if he does, is there some quit on the team? I'm still taking Georgia state to beat ODU. Cause I don't think he should be fired. And that puts me at five wins, I believe. Let me just go back to tell you, folks. I have them beating Rhode Island, Charlotte Coastal. That's three. Uh, fourth being Louisiana, and fifth being Old Dominion. Uh, Patty C., what's your final record here, and what do you have them doing at SB Ballard Stadium? I believe I have them uh, four and seven at this no. point.
1: Four and seven, but then the ODU game. You got them winning that? I think I do. Uh, one and three all time, but they. The, all the other ones were way back before last year they got the better of them. That was in Atlanta. I think SB Ballard, maybe the game's a little closer, but Georgia State gets it done.
0: Mike?
2: Uh yeah. So this game, I got them at five wins. So this game's for bowl eligibility for me. So I'm gonna go ahead. I'm giving it to Sean Elliott and the Panthers. I gotta win.
0: Wow. Six. So so Mike is then taking the over, which I once again, that is what, plus one? What did I say? Plus one thirty. Um Folks, I'm on the under. Patty C is on the under. I do think Vegas nailed that number. I think because they're capable of of winning one of those games. I said like if they they better
1: start fast because the back half of that
0: schedule is hard. Like the four of the final game, uh, actually, ever since the bye week, whatever every team is bowl eligible except Old Dominion, right? Yeah, I mean one. That's you know, brutal. And That's it, brutal. If you count yeah. Troy,
1: it's one, two, three, four, five, well, Coastal six, too. Seven games in a row. Actually, yeah, they're, actually
0: and Coastal. UConn, the, the only teams that didn't. So Rhode Island was was basically an FCS playoff team. Uh, Charlotte was terrible, and Old D- Old Dominion bowling. was o- Old Dominion was terrible. But everyone else was bowling. It's a tough schedule. It's tough. It's tough there. Uh, we're on the, we're on the under, uh, but Mike is on the over. It'll be something to watch. But uh, folks, before we get out of here, I had the opportunity to sit down with college football campus tour, AKA Michael Barker, to talk about his experiences down there to center park stadium. So with no further ado, here is that interview joining us on the college football experience. Georgia state Panthers, 2023 season preview is Michael Barker, aka CFB campus tour. Folks, you need to be following this guy because he's been to every single college football stadium in the FBS. He's been to a lot of the FCS. And you know, he 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 basically will go to five, six, seven games a week. And he documents it all on his Twitter account. It is a must follow for anyone that loves college football. How you doing, Michael? And appreciate you coming on the show to talk about Panther Stadium, aka Center Park Credit Union Stadium. How you doing, man?
3: I'm doing great and uh, appreciate the intro. And this is a very unique stadium in the college football landscape. So I'm excited to talk about it.
0: Yeah, I've driven past it, but I've never been, I did see it when I was driving past and I thought it looked kind of cool, but tell me why it's so unique.
3: Well, first it was built in 1996 for the uh, summer Olympics. It was named Centennial uh, Olympic stadium Had 85,000 seats when it was built. And we all know what happens after state, after the Olympics, the stadiums, they don't get used or they get torn down. Well, this one got repurposed into uh Turner field became the home of the Braves and they tore out a big section of it to reduce it from 85,000 to 49,000 for the Braves, which is a typical size for a baseball stadium. And then in uh, 2013, they had a three year lease left and the Braves decided not to renew it. And in uh, when it expired, uh, Georgia State and the Atlanta Fulton County Recreation Authority acquired the stadium to be the home of Georgia State Panthers football. That's
0: fantastic. I'm looking at photos of it now. It does look really cool. I love, I'm one of these guys that loves football and baseball stadiums just because it's part of our history. You know, I mean, I love a good college football stadium that's built for college football, but I still love it. Like, I think Iowa and uh, Northwestern are playing at Fenway some of our, you know, some college football games happened at Fenway over a hundred years ago. So I dig that. So it's, it's kind of cool, man. It's kind of unique. You're right. Tell me about the, the, how many times have you been there? First off?
3: So I've been there twice, Uh, went there last year. They played coastal Carolina. Uh, The the best game I went to was in 2020. It was part of a two for one. So I went to a noon game at uh, Georgia state and a 7 PM at Columbia, South Carolina. But the first game I went to was Georgia, uh, Georgia state beat uh, Louisiana Monroe. 52 to 24. It was an absolute shootout. And when you go to a Georgia state game, when they score a touchdown, they blare this big train horn. And when you score 52 points, let's do the math, (laughs) seven touchdowns times seven 49 plus field goal has 52. So seven times and went off for touchdowns there. And it was, it's loud and it takes over the whole stadium and it's just cool. And, you know, just getting back a little bit into the dynamics of the stadium You know, you can still tell where uh, home plate is. Uh, they got a statue of Hank Aaron out there commemorating a 715th home run, breaking Babe Ruth's record. Uh, You know, you can stand and you look at the upper deck. They have it tarped off. The capacity to have right now is for 24,000. Obviously, the tarp could be taken off. But the roadside bleachers I really like because they're inside the walls of where the baseball field was pressed up right against the field. Those are the best seats in the house. So, uh, they, a lot of creativity, ingenuity to make that stadium the way it is. Uh, they play a lot of fun belt weeknight games there. So I always like going to them and, and uh, if anybody gets a chance to check it out, they, sh- they should go and see it in person.
0: A hundred percent. Look, the college football hall of fame's there. Go check out the hall of fame. I know uh, Athens isn't that far away. You can really knock out two birds, one stone here. You also have the yellow jackets, but I love this stadium. It looks really cool. Especially uh, if you do a Google image on this, so I got to get myself out there too. Uh, I'm still going to call it Panther stadium though, uh, but I got to get myself out there. And uh, it seems like uh, you folks do too. You guys need to get out to Michael Barker's Twitter account at CFB campus tour. Cause I'm telling you, if you love college football, it is perfect. All right. It is perfect for you to follow because the guy documents all of his travels and it's just really, really cool. So Michael, I appreciate you hopping on the show to talk about uh, Georgia state's Panther stadium and and, Georgia State in general, man. And absolutely. Uh,
3: I appreciate it. And uh if you follow my Twitter account, there's no personal tweets. It's just football. That's all it is. So if you enjoy football, check it out.
0: Oh, that's half the battle, man. That's half the battle right there. So check it out, folks. And uh yeah, thanks again for hopping on. Uh take care, Michael.
3: Absolutely. You too, Colby.
0: Georgia State. Patty, see, we gotta get down there. We uh Mike, Mike, you're in Florida. You gotta get over to uh, the spot where uh, Maddox used to hit dingers, right? Greg Maddox. He had a few, I think um, guys. Uh, yeah. I mean, here, here we are. I know you're on the over. Uh, we're on the under Patty. See, do you make a prediction is Sean Elliott, the head coach of Georgia state next year?
1: I think he is. I think he should be. I think he will be. And I don't think that bowling is at all out of the question. This is Certainly not a lock that I'm going under. You know, if they play a little better than they did last year, then they're definitely bowling.
0: And by the way, I said Iowa in that clip, in the interview with Michael Barker, I said Iowa Northwestern playing in Fenway. I definitely meant Wrigley. My apologies. Uh, so uh, just, uh, yeah, might have had a few cocktails. Uh, <laughs> Mike, I know you got him bowling. So that, that, mean, that means you definitely have Sean Elliott coaching here when we do this preview a year from now, huh?
2: Yeah, I mean uh like like Patty C said, this definitely isn't a lock of mine. You know, I'm just going with Sean Elliott being a consistent force there. But yeah, I'm I'm gonna go with these sticks around. I think I think he's got a good shot to get it done and, and keep his job.
0: Yeah, I'm on the under and I don't feel great about the under. I think he could hit it. This will not be on the locks episode. Do you think he'll be back next year? If he goes five and seven. Bye bye. I don't think so. I think today's college Triple era is Big you know, expectations. There's no loyalty. There should be loyalty. If it was up to me, I'd, I'd bring them back. These hoes ain't loyal. <laughs> These administrators. <laughs> These athletic director <laughs> hoes ain't loyal. Uh, folks, please subscribe to the College Football Experience. We're on Twitter at TCE on SGPN. Uh, and make sure you give all of us a follow here. As you can see on the screen here, Mike Rose uh, hosts the FCS college football experience with myself. Uh, he's on Twitter at G C G underscore wins. Give him a follow. Patty C is on Twitter at Patty C eight, three, one I'm on Twitter at the Colby D give us all a follow. And remember folks subscribe to the college football experience, the FCS college football experience, the college basketball experience, Georgia state. I remember I remember, uh, you know, the upset. What was that? Did they upset? Was that Michigan State or Missouri? They upset somebody in the first round of the tournament where Ron Hunter fell out of his chair. We, uh, you got a good. You got a good culture there, man. Uh, Rob Lanier did a good job coaching there too. Uh, we far will be more t- dialed into the Georgia State basketball. Oh, they're good, man. They're good. So subscribe, folks, because we'll be talking about it each and every night of the season. Also, the College Baseball Experience we host, we come together as one on YouTube. youtubecom slash experience, Get the SGPN app for free in the App Store and Google Play Store. We get access to all of our picks. Our podcast, our guest appearances—we had just had Joe Theismann on the show. We just had John Smoltz on the show. Check it all out, folks! And uh, yeah, um, also, how many Thursday night games? There's a lot of Thursday night Three. games there. Three. Well, in general, it doesn't matter if it's Thursday night or not. But a lot of times, if you're bored during the week and you're just watching these games, and you're wondering who else is watching Georgia State, well. Don't worry, there's a team of DJs, a loyal team of DJs, and they're over there in the Discord, talking college football nonstop, stop podcast.com slash Discord. All right, folks. Mike's on the over. We're on the under. This is the Georgia State Panthers 2023 season preview episode. You better start thinking about yours, and we out of here. Right,